Whistle Way podcast. Today, I have a very special guest, uh, Mr. Cody Stam. He was awarded the Rising Star Award at our uh, 2022 holiday party. Uh, this is uh, awarded to someone that um, really kind of rose above the ranks and, and really kind of had uh, an outstanding year, uh, really when we're looking at their, his first full year at the business. Cody did 15 deals his first year in the business here in San Diego, and he made over $200,000 in GCI. Again, first year in the business. Uh, I don't know how many people quit their job bartending and then make 200K at their first full year at their job, uh, but Cody did, and he's going to talk us through it, how we did it. Uh, I am Brian Kochi. I'm director of marketing here at Whistle Realty Group. And like I said, I'm joined by Cody Stam. Say hi, Cody. Hey, what's up? Cody Stam, San Diego State University. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, yeah, man. I'm San Diego native. Uh, been out here for my whole life and super excited. Joined the Whistle team uh, not too long ago. Um, yeah, man, I'm, I'm super excited to be on this podcast. I did this once before when I was Kyle's assistant. Mm -hmm. So to be invited back is super special. I'm excited to share. Well, thank you for kicking ass. Uh, you come up uh, periodically in uh, our leadership conversations, and it's always good. Um, I don't think I tell you. I don't think I've told you this, or I've shared this with you enough. But uh, often I have heard the phrase, I, "We just want more people like Cody," and I don't think I've <laughs> shared that with you. Uh, I don't know if you're words of affirmation guy. I am. So uh, if you're not, I don't care. Sorry. No. <laughs> um, so Cody is going to dial down kind of what he did for his first full year to get 200k in GCI. Um, in probably one of the most difficult real estate markets we've seen in, in nearly a decade, if not more. Uh, Kyle always talks about he came into the market in 2008, a right. very difficult time. Right. Uh, I see you come in as well and you're like, I'm ready to go. <laughs> and then this year was weird. Um, so we're going to talk about that and kind of talk about what your plans are for the next year and how you're going to, uh, what you're going to do for next year. Yeah, absolutely. If you are watching or if you are listening to this show, I would love, love, love it if you would write a review, share this with a friend, comment, like, all that stuff. It's valuable to us. Just like when you create content, you want people to engage with you. We would love for you to engage with us. We'll respond back. We'll have a conversation. We're real people with real feelings, so please don't be mean. Um, you can go to <laughs> thewhistleway.com, uh, learn more about our podcast, our YouTube channel, our email newsletter. We do a lot to really dive into the real estate community to give as much value as we can as possible. We have a course called the Whistle, uh, the Media Mayor Mastermind, uh, which we dive into our step-by-step -step process that brought Kyle from unknown to Santee to being uh, recognized or uh, nominated for person of the year in the city, bringing the team to number one in San Diego, how he did that, what he did step-by-step, -step, all that information's on there, as well as... Um, ask a question. You ask a question that's a, a valid question. We think we can uh, either provide value to, uh, ask it on there and we'll answer it on this podcast. I think I got everything dialed in. I think so. That was incredible, Brian. I've Thank never you. seen it live like that. That was good. I've never done it that well before. <laughs> Each time after this, I go, that was good. Yeah. Kyle usually does it. He's he's a machine at it. Uh, I'm really happy with how that turned good. out. Yeah, man. Me too. So Cody, first full year in the business. Let's give some context because I don't want to be misleading. How long? So that that's 2022. How long were you an uh, active acting real estate agent in 2021? 2021, I was active as in no longer doing anything really admin side of the Whistle Realty Group. I'd say about 
October 1st. That's when I generally really started transacting and Mm -hmm. honestly not coming in for a paycheck from day to day. I was working solely commission. So yeah, that's when I'd like to say that's when things really kicked off. Good. Because I didn't want to be like, this is your first full year, (laughs) but you worked 11 months. That's not fair. Um, And so obviously I know this, you know this, Tom, uh, we know this, we've been here, Uh, but people watching this may not know this. Uh, You worked side by side with Kyle for what, two years? Yeah, just about two years. And and you were uh, kind of an anomaly. We've, we've tried to have this position before and, and always struggled. Kyle said, I want someone that can be there for me to do the day in, day out tasks. Um, sometimes, and I think you can atone, or, uh, not atone, you can agree to this. Sometimes it was some bitch work. Yeah. But I also want someone that can sit by me, listen to the calls, see how I interact with deals. And take that knowledge and go into the real estate business um, with a skill set rather than going fresh. Totally. Um, so talk to me a little bit about that experience and what it was like. Um, let's talk about, because we talked a, bit, a little bit before this started. You said you recommend if someone wants to come into real estate, kind of cut their teeth on having a mentor. Talk about, about your mindset on that a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. I think anybody that is aspiring to enter real estate, whether it be investing, which was why I joined real estate. Like I didn't even know I was going to become an agent. I just knew that I needed to get next to somebody that was doing this and knew way more than I knew about real estate. Um, So, and again, that can translate into real estate investing, or if you want to be just a realtor or you want to work admin side of things, maybe you're really, you're kick ass at being a TC and you love forms and you love helping people and you realize like that's a strength of yours. I think, Honestly, anybody, if you have the ability to financially support yourself or get in a position where like maybe it's minimum wage, which is what I did. I, I went mm-hmm. from making in a bar position probably close to like 60 grand a year. I was happy. I was fine. I mean, you know, I was 20 something years old and like that was good money for me. And I found this position. And although it was a pay cut, I understood that it was almost a paid apprenticeship that 100%. I literally like is hands down what I attribute to any of my success today is the sole fact that I was running around doing, like you said, some bitch work, but I was also in rooms with people that I would have never, ever been in the rooms with. Um, I won't even name drop because it doesn't even matter to me like who they are. It could be the lowest guy that's got hundreds of properties that nobody knows about to top producers to top coaches across the nation. Yeah. Um, that just was what catapulted a lot of things for me. And I think it, the experiences I had there were invaluable and is what driv, like was driven me to where I'm at today. Yeah. And, and I think we, you probably found it on a indeed ad or something like that. It was Google. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I was just cruising Google. Yep. Um, but I think Kyle is an anomaly in a lot of ways. He can see things that he needs um, that that other people may need that they don't see it yet. Um, so if you're looking to do what Cody did, you say, hey, look, and when you started, you didn't have your license, but no. throughout the process, you got your license. So you mm-hmm. were able to work while getting your license, while getting on hands-on experience. Um, so search Google, search Indeed, search those places. But if you're not finding anything, Google top real estate agent in city <laughs> yeah. and start cold calling them. Or Start. hey, walk in. You walk know how in. I found this was, I found it on Google. I applied. Next thing I did is I walked to the North Park office and I showed face on a Tuesday meeting. I had no idea what a Tuesday meeting even was. I walked in. <laughs> was and it asked, accidentally on yeah, Tuesday? Yeah, it was totally an accident. <laughs> I just walked in and it was, I found Shasta and I was like, hey, like I want to work in real estate. I found this job ad. I submitted my application. 
I'm here. I'm here for and my interview. No one, no one offered <laughs> me one. But <laughs> nobody asked. But for real, like that was something that changed the game. And that's how I've gone about every one of my jobs I've ever gotten. Mm -hmm. And I think that just kind of is a, a mentality you have to have if this is something that you really want to pursue. This isn't something that you get a license and then you just, oh, I'm going to be a real estate agent now. Like, no, like you need to pursue a lot of different avenues of this to explore who, like, you know, what it is you're even going to do in real estate. Because I feel like a lot of people find out, like, shoot, I'm not even a great agent. Like maybe mm -hmm. this isn't right for me, but mm -hmm. they walked in, they got a license, they paid all this money and then they kind of found out the hard way. Yeah. Yeah, so I took that approach, I think, to kind of shortcut that line of like, look, maybe I like admin more, but I found out quickly, salesman was kind of my thing. Yeah, and it's, it's working well for me. So yeah. you went from working a, a bartending job, mm -hmm. making about 60K a year, not bad money, um, especially when you're 20, like, yeah. let, let's go. <laughs> um, then saying, hey, you know what? I'm gonna, my next job is going to be minimum wage. That's a great idea. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to do that for two years. And you were very upfront, which I really appreciate of saying, look, I don't want to do this forever. And, and that's what Kyle was looking for. Give me a commitment. And we, you and I talked about this a lot of like, hey, I committed to two years. I'm going to do my two years. Yeah. Um, that sounds like a prison sentence. <laughs> but uh, you follow through what you said. Uh, and then came into real estate uh, full-time October 2021. This year, like I said, uh, made over 200 grand. So, I mean, you could have not worked for two years and you still this year would have made more than working your bartending job. Yeah. So not not a bad gig. No. Um, no. I want to give some things that you did this year. Uh, I want I don't know what they are. I want you to give some some tactical advice because we know it's not there's no easy button. You don't just show up. People like I want some tactical advice of what you did to make 200K uh, in GCI. And then I want to know what your goals are. What you, are you going to do more of do less of? do differently in 2023 to see where you're going to, how you're going to grow it. Gotcha. Well then, I mean, I can kind of go on and on and I'd hate to ramble. So what I'll try to do I'll is tell you shut up. Yeah, cool. That's enough. All right. Thank <laughs> Ryan, you wouldn't do that. <laughs> no, what I'll try to do then is I'll narrow it down to three things. Of cool. course, there's always more, but I think three is easy to digest for, for you and the viewers and kind of make it easy. Um, one of my main things I, I honestly attribute to just on it, being in this position where I've, transacted once almost every month now I'm an hour you know working up a mm -hmm. little bit more than that um but that truly is just being open and communicating constantly and whether that be a lot of people confuse that with like oh making cold calls like I suck at cold calling but you, you know do. what I'm <laughs> you know what I'm great at though is literally going to a coffee shop or being face to face with a lot of different people and that's not just in like random conversations but that's having genuine conversations with family members and friends uh there's a, a good portion of my deals this year that came from just my sphere and just literally putting myself out there and not being afraid to be that guy that, you know, cause I, I don't know everything about real mm -hmm. estate yet. I'm, I'm not going to act like I do, but what I do have is a genuine compassion for people and just communicating and understand like, Hey, like, where does he want to be? What do you want to do? Mm -hmm. And having that ability to do that has been, I want to, I think I found that with all of my years experience in the restaurants, just having that genuine conversational skills, but again, continuing to like communicate with people in a way that like, Hey, like real estate isn't always just business and numbers and deals and transactions. Like there's a lot of people, like a lot of different moving parts behind it that are emotional and I mean, I, acting as somebody selling a home for, for, to live in most times. Yeah. It's pretty emotional. It's, 
where you're raising your family or where your your family fell apart or what, whatever these there's a lot of emotions so yeah it's not totally. you're, you're not selling sheet metal yeah like it's there's there's emotion <laughs> yeah and there's people the sheet metal guys are gonna hit me up like, like i cry every time i sell sheet metal Sorry. you know fun fact i actually worked in a steel yard for a summer <laughs> and that's when i found out i'm never gonna work construction again <laughs> yeah sorry dad i'm <laughs> so uh constant communication Specifically with your sphere, staying in touch with people, letting them know you're an agent, but obviously not being shitty about it. Yeah. Um, I don't know what your other two things are, and so I might jump ahead, but one of the things I think you and I have communicated a lot on um, and, and collaborated a lot on is how we can communicate where you're at in your journey through media, through videos, through photos, without saying, because you, I mean, I remember, I think the first media day, you're like, I don't know a lot about about this or this. I can't talk about it. The first time, I mean, I don't think you ever, I never heard of it before earlier this year, but a two, one buy down. I can't speak about that. Yeah. Like, okay, well let's talk about what you do know. And we, we talked about your journey. We talked about your friends. Like we, we can talk about that. And we were able to find a way to communicate online uh, through media where you're at in your journey without saying, I know everything, but also without saying, I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. <laughs> yeah. Like bo both, both a are tricky game to play. Yeah. For sure. It's, it's difficult. And so, and that way we can hit them on social while you're communicating with them on, on uh, through the CRM and then having meetings with them, whether or not it, you may, you may be getting lunch with someone and it's not like, Hey, can I get lunch so I can talk about your buying or selling needs, but it's let's build, let's strengthen our relationship. Right. Totally. Cool. Totally. I love that. Yeah. So, I mean, so number one, again, just being a strong communicator and honestly having that ability to take the business side of real estate out of it, I think has been one of my driving factors of just acquiring people and, and, and you know, literally working with people hands on and gaining their trust because it's most important when you're when you're new. It's all about can this person trust you and are you going to do what's best for them? And I feel like I've been able to accomplish that. I'd say number two. Wait, before we go to number two, oh, one more thing all right. uh, about communicating you kind of talked about it as bringing people into your, to your sphere. But another thing I know that you're good at is communicating throughout the process. Yeah. Um, and I think people get stuck on that. People get confused or worried about it. That, oh, I don't want to talk to the seller because it didn't sell yet. Uh, communicating throughout the process and letting them know you can trust, trust you yeah. because you're constantly communicating. Um, I just wanted to add to that because I think it fits in that bucket, but I love that too. Totally. All right. Now, number two. Yeah. Number two, I think this is, they're not really in any chronological order how I put these, but I, I mean, think they're this, chronological. It's one, two, three. <laughs> yeah. But I think realistically, like, I'm sorry, order of importance, I guess Thank is what you. I should have said. <laughs> but I think legitimately just showing up. I think so many agents in this industry, uh, they just don't show up there. We have these beautiful offices and there's people even on this team where I'm like, who are you? What are we doing? Like, are you, you work here? And I find that to be just mind boggling because guess what? When I'm at home and I'm just chilling and trying, like, you know, don't get me wrong, I can get work done at home, but I am 10 times more effective when I'm in the office. I'm wearing my dress pants. I'm wearing my collared shirt. Well, today I got a sweater. It's a little cold, but awkward. <laughs> he's uh, not very productive today. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was a hangout day. Um, but no, I really do think that that is a, a key aspect to like where my successes come from because. Even when I'm in here and even on days where I'm not even transacting and I'm just calling and nothing's happening for me, I'm being surrounded by people and conversations, again, communicating with other agents that maybe are finding success. And I'm piggybacking on what they're doing in order to help generate more business for me. I, I love that. I think a lot of people, and I think you came into it with, with eyes wide open, um, but I think a lot of people want to get into real estate and they go, 
oh, I get to set my own hours, <laughs> which is true. But you don't. Yeah. But usually it's oh, I get to work three hours a day. I get to go to the beach. I get to show pretty houses, right? And if you're if, if you're listening to this and, and you've been in the business for more than six months, you know that's not the case. Yeah. Um, you do set your own hours. You just decide which fourteen hour shift you're working uh, right. or sixteen hour shift you're working that day. Totally. Uh, you get to choose if it. You know. Um, but showing up and doing the work, you know, people I hear all the time, oh, I want to be my own boss. And sometimes that's good. But sometimes I'm like, well, yeah, be- because like, oh, the bosses I've had sucked. I'm like, maybe because you suck as an employee. Yeah, yeah. And so when you're on your own, when you're your own boss, you're also your own employee. And uh, that can be difficult. And totally. So I think some people come in here with a little bit rose colored glasses thinking, oh, it's going to be easy. I got to do whatever I want. Right. But but, you know. From experience, you know, from seeing, you got to show up and do the work, absolutely, um, and 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 grind away. And sometimes it's not going to be as fun, right? But if you want that lifestyle that you want, and if you want the success that you've had, uh, Cody, I love you. Don't take this offensively. You're not the smartest person I've ever met in my life. What the? F- you're not me, the Thomas. I'm you're not the I'm most handsome me. person I've ever met in my life. You're not the most charming person in the world. Uh, would you agree? Yeah, sure. Like, I mean, I don't know. <laughs> but you're, you're 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 crushing it. it and all that to say is, you don't have to be the best at something to totally. do work and to to do great work. And I think you do great work, and you do that by showing up and doing the work, um, despite being ugly as hell. <laughs> <laughs> that one you should take offensively. Right, right, right. right. <laughs> um, but uh, I feel like Cody's like, I don't care about number three anymore. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> He's gonna walk out. But yeah. you get what I'm saying, right? Was totally. That, yeah, okay. I absolutely agree with okay. you. Whew, yeah. I mean, <laughs> Cody's going to beat me up. Yeah. Uh, all right. So show up, do the work, get shit done. And and also what I heard you say is be in an environment where people are working. Um, and so maybe that doesn't need to be an office. Um, we're with EXP. We actually have offices, but a lot of people don't have offices. But get together with a couple of people that are actually doing focused work time. And it doesn't matter if they're making phone calls for videography, someone's doing books for Pilates, you're, you're uh, writing offers that, that the collective of focused work time is what's important. Totally. Yeah, I I definitely agree with all that. And uh, just again, even just to reiterate the fact of like showing up, like there's days where I've shown up and I don't get a whole lot done. It's not always about that. It's really about creating that habit of like, I show up And once I get here, it's almost hard not to do things. It's like getting yourself to the gym. Like if you've gotten yourself all the way there and decide not to work out, that's kind of on you. But I mean, you know, you made it. Maybe you just walk on the treadmill, right? Right. Once you get moving, you kind of get all those things. Like they start kind of going in in your favor. So I kind of use that same logic here was like once I show up, it's like even if I didn't want to, guess what? I'm opening my laptop and I'm at least getting something done. Mm -hmm. And you know what? Eventually it starts to roll. So yeah. And I mean, Making one phone call versus zero phone calls, that's that's exactly. a big difference. <laughs> exactly. Making two phone calls versus one phone call, that's a 100% increase. That's yeah. a big difference. Totally. So love that. Love, love, love it. I, is number three, press the easy button and watch the commissions roll in? Yeah, exactly. Good. It's to okay. put the sign in the yard, <laughs> get on your knees and pray. <laughs> uh, all right. So communication constantly with your sphere, with your clients, making sure they can trust you through their process. Number two, showing up, doing the work, building those strong habits um, around people that are also like-minded doing the work. Uh, I kind of added that part, but I, I think yeah. you said that as well. Number three, what do we got? I think this one, I'm tossing and turning here, but I want to just call it time management. Mm-hmm. And I think, I mean, you'll hear every agent talk about it all over and over and over again. And one of the 
one of the best things about being young in this industry and I'm not married. I don't have kids. I don't have a whole lot of responsibilities that some of the more experienced agents have. So I have more time, which you'll ask any agent out there, what's their most valuable asset? Time. Yeah. So when I'm managing my time in this you know, in this point in my life, in my career, my time is a lot of time, like a lot of the times it's centered around my clients where like, maybe I am taking phone calls at seven o'clock because I don't have, like for you, like you've got two kids at home. Like if mm -hmm. somebody calls you at seven o'clock and it's from the office, one, you're not an agent, but let's roll with it. Like yeah. you're not answering. You yeah. are literally going to say- I, I mean, F well, off. seven o'clock, I probably will, but between like 7.45 to 8.30, that's bad. I can't, yeah, you I can't, can't be like- Oh, sleep, baby. Oh, excuse me. Oh, yeah, what's up? I got you. Totally, like, totally. 100%. And, and honestly, and one of the main things that I learned this year, because I will, and with this being said, is I wasn't great at time management. Mm -hmm. That was honestly one of my weaknesses where I wanted to go, like I had that mentality being like, oh, I'm my own boss. I learned pretty quick what it's like not having a boss on your back. To yeah. tell you, hey, why aren't you here at 8 a.m.? Like, I learned that in the first two months. You're like, I need to get fired. <laughs> right. No, and it does yeah. feel like that. And like, in part of that, like time management, and one of the things I was toying with or wanted to use is just grit because at the end of it, like, I would start to feel this time, like, what am I doing? Why? Like, I've been either at the office all day or I didn't go in because I was messing around doing laundry, like doing stuff that is meant for the weekends or meant for your time off. Mm -hmm. The time management thing is like really getting to know yourself and creating that schedule mm -hmm. that works for you and what I found most valuable because I was basing mine off Kyle Whistles. Like we've all seen his calendar. I'm sure he's been on this podcast plenty of times. Like, oh, look at this. He's going to show you. It, so. Yeah, he's going to show you. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to show you the color code and how everything yeah. looks. But like my calendar doesn't look like that. It doesn't mean mine's wrong. It doesn't mm -hmm. mean mine's not successful. Like I will say like it, it's proven to be like I've proven to like find a system that is actually starting to work for me. So I think realistically for anybody that's it that is starting out, determining like what does that time breakdown work for you and what are you willing to sacrifice on the things that like you think oh like now i'm my own boss i can go golf every single day i would love to golf every day but guess what i don't i golf once a week on fridays because that's what that's what the time my boss me tells me i can go and get yeah. off you know um, i think that's something that has truly been very beneficial and kind of keeping myself in line and keeping on track to do you know one plus deal a month so i want to i want to I'm going to give you a second so you can think about this. I want to ask you about what your calendar looks like. Okay. Um, but one of the things that I heard you say is, um, or where I thought you were going and you didn't quite get there how I heard it, but you know, putting things in your calendar to make sure you're doing things and not just doing laundry. Kyle, one of the things he talks about is we're not here to fill an eight hour day. Right. We, we don't, we don't get an award for, Yep, you worked eight <laughs> hours. Good no, it, it's it's not about how much we worked. It's the results we get. And so the goal of the eight-hour day is not to complete an eight-hour day. It's to accomplish your goals within those eight hours. Right. Um, and so, yeah, you could say, well, I was busy all day. I, I did laundry. I, you know, I had to pick up, you know, food, I, groceries. Uh, you know, I, I call the client. Uh, I, I was busy all day, but you didn't do anything. Right. Like, no. what are you doing to grow your business? So that being said, give me just an overview. I don't know if you want to go, I don't want to go every hour of every day of every right, week, right. but like, what, what do your days look like? I know you're on the team and I know we have a lot of stuff going on. 
Give me just a, a, a typical day. Yeah, a quick synopsis then of the day is uh, what I like to do is I, I I don't even, I'm not the 5 a.m. club. I know that's what a lot of people say, like, to be successful. Like, don't be wrong, I want to get there. But for me, in my life right now, I'm typically up by 7, 6.30. Mm-hmm. I've got our morning calls right at 8.15. Mm-hmm. Our huddles. Play, yeah, our huddles. And then I have role play right after that till 9. And typically in between those times, I'm commuting to work get down, get to work. And that's when it's really time for what I have highlighted in blue, which is all my office work stuff. So I'm now, I'm answering emails. I'm kind of getting ready for the day, game planning a little bit as to what's going to be done. Next is power hour. I do a full hour of just prospecting, following up with, you know, anybody in my database, uh, just really kind of creating that. That's um, just that one, like pretty much that gap of uh, 10 to 11. And typically, as you know, like we have a lot of stuff scheduled at 11 o'clock. So mm-hmm. that could be a Tuesday meeting or an in-person role play. It just depends on the day. But that's typically right there. I do a brief lunch. I try not to go anywhere. I try to bring something with me to where that way I can kind of work at the same time or You're watch. a better human than me. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I need a mental physical break. break yeah mm-hmm. yeah i'm sure i do too but at this point i'm <laughs> far past that um and then the rest of the day is truly committed to really finding that next set of business so there's a lot of just prospecting follow-up and just education on real estate in general because if I, I do find myself I'm like dude i can't make another phone call i don't want to send another text if i have to listen to this person call me one more time i'm going to freak out so then i can just dedicate it to some time of like reading whether it's on interest rates or what's going on in the local market just kind of just keep educating and you Using that time wisely because again, I'm new to this. I'm a year in. Like I don't know everything. So you know what's really beneficial is reading articles on stuff that like I've never even heard of before, right? Or listening to the Whistleway podcast. Or <laughs> that's a pretty cool thing. Maybe you should find that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, very cool. I love that. Um I love it, dude. Yeah. And the end of the day is workouts. Usually if I'm trying to do something like that's gonna be the end of the day beneficial for me. And I think that's something that I learned early this year and like, you know, throughout the whole year, I, I do get lazy and I'll stop going. And I always see a direct reflection in my business when I stop focusing on my health and like doing anything that's, you know, going to be good for me, whether it's just going on a walk where I live in crown point or, uh, just playing soccer on Thursday nights at the sportsplex. Like those are things I really like to do. And I started to neglect them. And then I wouldn't have a deal for a month. And I'm like, oh, what the heck? What happened? I'm like, oh, that's right. I'm not doing anything for yeah, me. I'm look like, at that. I'm in a brain fog, right? To correlate. <laughs> um, exactly. And then I heard you say uh, Thursday nights, sportsplex. Yeah. I heard Friday golfing. Do you do you take any days off? I uh, you know we had we had Adrian talk about this uh, just the other day in our meeting where it's I do but it's not always traditional like a lot of my times where my days off they are starting with morning showings and then I go get some lunch and it's typically by two o'clock then I'm done. Unless I'm writing offers, right? Like it's always situational. Yeah. But what I found to be more beneficial for me is rather than try to plan days off and, you know, completely disconnect, is just really taking the time where it's like, hey, look, like I am golfing this time. Like my phone is staying in the bag and I'm not touching it, right? Like those are, I can commit to that. I can commit to like two and a half, four hours of golf. And I can commit to like an hour of complete gym time where like I am off. Like I am Mm -hmm. not thinking about anybody else but me and taking that time. And of course, like on the weekends, like, you know, at night, like I'll go out or do anything like that. Like I I do live in Pacific Beach. So I do like to go, go eat go have drinks, go do stuff like that. So I'm definitely taking time off, but it's not like I need days off because typically when I'm taking days and days off, I'm only thinking about work and I'm getting more stressed out. And that vacation is now not a vacation anymore. Yeah, that's anymore. anxiety. Right. I feel you. Exactly. Uh, before we get into our whistle widget of the week, um, do you have anything else that 
any other single piece of advice for an agent coming in? Maybe it's their first year, maybe it's their second year. They didn't do as well as they should have. You obviously gave communications, showing up, time management, and the grit. Is there any other thing that you can say, this is what you need to do to have the success like I had? Yeah, it's a hard one. I, You're I, like, I already gave you three. What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> no, like I realistically, as we kind of started this podcast, we were talking about what I did before I was an agent. Like, I think if you're in your first year of real estate, latch on to whoever is that top dog in your in your group, on your team. If there's somebody around you that like you know that they're kicking ass, like go link up with them and offer to do whatever it is that you can do for them. Because chances are, if you're running around putting out open house signs for somebody like Mike Proctor, he want he doesn't want an assistant, but he needs one. So if you were to offer your time, which again, you've got more than anybody else in this okay. industry, offer your time like, hey man, I'm going to work this open house for you. I'll go put out all your signs for you. You want me to go ahead and write you up this offer? Like, What can I do to make your life a little bit easier? I'm working my business. Sure. like I'm not trying to take anything. I just want to help you because you're so knowledgeable. You learn. Like, I I can learn so much from you and I want to make sure that I'm not leeching off of you. I want to be an added bonus mm -hmm. to you. So that's going to be my, my last and final one is like truly find that person that you connect with and you can really provide value with. I was going to say, I've got two caveats and I'm, I'm curious on your thought, but you already covered one. One, make sure you connect with them on a personal level. Oh, totally. Make sure your, your personality profiles match. Make sure it, if, you know, if they're a super high D in the disc profile and you can't handle that, I struggle <laughs> with IDs. Yeah. Uh, maybe I don't work with Mike super tight on, on stuff like that. Totally. Um, number two is maybe they're not the top dog currently. Um, maybe they're number three or number four. Maybe they've True. done more in the past, whatever the, the situation is. But it doesn't have to be number one. Right. If this is your first year in business, if this is your first month in business, literally everyone has more experience than you. True. Um, so... I wouldn't recommend finding someone with six months experience, but <laughs> if they've got a couple years under their belt, they're doing well. And uh, like, they don't have to be the number one or number two. Yeah. Um, they could be number seven doing, I you don't know, know what number you ended 30 up 30 years or but, whatever. But like yeah. someone can definitely connect with you, Cody, you know what you're doing again. You don't know everything, but I always talk to agents and I say, do you know how to explain a contract? Do you know what, what, Conventional, like, yeah, then, then, you, then yeah. you're an expert. You're <laughs> yeah. an expert compared to someone that's not, totally. right? So um, great. Well, let's jump into our whistle widget of the week. This is something that we use. Oh, wait, before we do that, I'm supposed to do my spiel at the end. Um, like, comment, share. If you know someone that's new in the business and you say, hey, um, this is something that I think you can learn from, or you want to use Cody as, as a rabbit and say, I want you to chase this person. I want you to make more than 200K. This is how he did it. Do that and do better. Uh, send this video to them. Send this podcast to them. Tell them you're thinking about them. Tell them, you know, but really help. Hopefully this encourages and motivates. Um, and maybe they didn't have a great first year. Maybe they didn't have a great second year. This is what's possible um, with these kind of three bullet points broken down. Um, so share it with someone. If you can, leave us a review. I know it's difficult. I know it's difficult for your clients to leave you reviews. Uh, give them grace with that as we give you grace with our reviews. So uh, please, we would love reviews. And also go to thewhistleway.com for all your real estate needs. <laughs> Is that, was that cheesy yeah, enough? that was good. All right. We needed like a little like graphic. Like, bing. Tom's got that Tom, now. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. So whistle widget of the week. This is something that we use in our business. Saves us time, makes us money, makes us have more fun. I'm adding one. Makes us look cooler. Okay. Do you Have you been prepped for this? Yeah. Okay, yeah. we talked about it. Do you want to go first or second? Um, 
I'll go first. Go first. Yeah, I don't mind. I don't mind. Um, I honestly think my favorite tool, which I mean, I'm not going to sit here and, you know, brown nose anything, but we've got a lot of cool tech here. And I think that's something that's like another another piece that honestly contributed to where I've come or where I've gotten to today. Um, our CRM, like mm -hmm. I'm not paid by follow up boss. This is not a plug for them, but like legitimately, like I find myself so, um, I, my stepdad runs an intervention company and my father, my, my biological father, he runs a roofing company and I find them both struggling so much communicating with clients and setting up appointments and doing all the things that I, I'm literally like right here. I was like, guys, look, this is like so easy. This is it so exists. automated. This is like, you don't have to, like, you don't have to remember that. You don't have to tell Siri, hey Siri, remind me to make this. Like, you don't have to do that. Like follow up us has literally got so many things and the ways that it makes me look cool are like always to my clients when I'm sending them all these updates or I have a template where I say, hey, look, I'm going to introduce you to my like four best lenders. And I just go boop, boop, bing, done. Like literally, like I'm yeah. done. I'm a couple, you, you, a couple of clicks. Yeah, you you did them a huge solid, and yeah. it took you no time. It took me no time at all. And all, and again, like you can literally, like I can nerd out and go sit there, and like that's not even my forte. Like I, I honestly, I've never been the one to like research or play on the computers. But I know right now, when I've taken thirty minutes to build just one thing, it saves me so much time later on. And to be honest, like I, I just. I haven't worked with many CRMs, but I don't see any reason to really switch from this one. I would it'd be a hard sell to get me to leave the follow boss. Uh Tom, let's send this clip and uh <laughs> the one with Dan about follow boss. Yeah. because uh, Dan also did a follow boss. Oh no widget, way. Dang. Which I'm not mad at all. Uh we're gonna we can put follow boss right here. We can yeah. be sponsored by you. Well, did they go. get us this thing over here? Uh that was Client Giant. Oh, Client uh, Giant. Which is also them. cool. Client Giant's I, legit I love as well. Them too. Yeah. Um cool. Great widget. Thanks. I, I, 100% agree. Uh, again, not sponsored by, but I would love to stop <laughs> saying that. I would love to start saying sponsored by. What up, Fub? Yeah. Uh, my <laughs> widget is, like I said, I added one, make us look cool. This background here, um, we we got these cool panels from, if you're watching on YouTube, you'll see it. If you're listening on uh, the podcast, you can't, but let me try and explain. We have some metal panels with some cool geometric designs in them which is cool and all, but what really sets this off is these background lights. And so these are the Pavo tubes. They're the version one. We have four of them and together as the four pack, it was about a thousand bucks. Oh, uh, the, the version two, which you can control directly from your phone. The, the four pack is two grand. Um, Jesus. but what's really cool about these is we have them in our, our whistle colors. We have the orange and green, but you can change the colors um, and when we rent this studio, we're going to be able to change the colors. You can oh, do some really that. cool. Oh, look at that. It's doing it. Uh, you can change the colors. You can change, as you can see, if you're watching on the podcast, the, the designs and all sorts of stuff. Really cool. Really um, able to grow. And I don't know. They're just really cool. Yeah. We've been wanting to do something like this for a long time. And we finally found, by we, I mean Chad. Uh, say, <laughs> Chad, Chad buys more gear than I do. So Chad, find me something cool. He found me these. And so... The Pavo tube. These are the version ones. We got a four pack from a th for a thousand bucks from. Then we bought it from B and H. Cool. That's our show. Thank you so much for watching. We will see you next week.